this is Nagam Kidder, and you are listening to Nights at Nefertiti's. Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 30, and today's episode will be all about Palestine, and it is the part one of the Palestinian series that I am doing, which will have episodes for today, tomorrow, and the day after that. Okay, so today's episode is a quite, like, more serious one, I would say, and that is because we are talking about what is going on in Palestine, and what is going on between Palestinians and Israelis and uh, the Israeli government and Zionism. We're covering it all in these three parts. I decided to do it into three parts because I wanted to make sure to do this topic justice and I wanted to make sure that my voice was used uh, especially when it comes to something so serious and something that I believe our generation will be able to change and put more eyes on the Israeli government for all their atrocities that they are committing against the Palestinian people. And um, we're going to be discussing about like the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, even though I don't really suggest saying Palestinian-Israeli conflict, just because uh, conflict suggests that there are two equal sides. And with this scenario, there is obviously the oppressed oppressor and the oppressed and with that being said uh israel is the oppressor and palestine is the oppressed in this case and so this episode today we're getting information from britannica.com and history.com because today we're talking about palestinian history um and how the state of israel was formed and we're talking about zionism and also a quick history of hamas and how it was created and actual fun fact is that hamas was actually created um with the help of the israeli government so i'm going to jump right in and get started but right before i get started please Follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anagami. And also, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because it means a lot and it gets the word out about the podcast. And I would appreciate that so, so much. So this episode today is actually going to be, a, like I said, a bit more serious. I won't be making fun of myself as much and it'll be mainly facts. And I tried to find the most accurate facts that aren't biased to either side, just so I am able to keep this episode educational and unbiased as best as I can, even though you already can tell what my opinion is about this whole situation and this whole conflict and what is happening. And so I wanted to make sure to state that in the beginning. And I'm going to try to summarize the history. I'm not going into any 
depth of detail except what I think is necessary to know and also I'm gonna try to like make this a quick educational episode and next episode which will be part two we'll be talking about the current events that have happened starting from april 2021 and also may of 2021 during ramadan Okay, so Palestine is basically a small region of land that has played a prominent role in the ancient and modern history of the Middle East, and it is considered the holy land to Muslims, Christians, and Jews. And um, it's because we all follow the Abrahamic religion, so these sites that are considered holy to each of the religions actually connect and are pretty much almost holy for all of them especially for um islam and i need to really stop saying um sorry this is not the time for me to talk about that but so what is palestine palestine actually derives from the greek word Philistia, and I believe that's how you pronounce it. I might be butchering it. And this dates back to ancient Greece, where ancient Greek writers actually described the region back in the 12th century BC. Okay, so throughout history, Palestine has actually been ruled by numerous groups, including the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, and even the Arabs. And from 1517 to 1917, the Ottoman Empire actually ruled much of the region in the Middle East, and then in then after World War One uh, ended in 1918, the British actually took control over Palestine. So during these years. Palestinians that are Muslims, Jews, Christians, and even those, they all lived harmoniously on the land and in complete peace, might I add. And there were no problems and there were no conflicts. And even though the majority of them were Muslims, but they were all treated equal and they were all living so, so peacefully on the land of Palestine. Okay, so... After that, I wanted to mention in 1947, after more than two decades under the British rule, the UN actually proposed a plan to split Palestine into two independent states, and that was giving them the decision of dividing Palestine into one portion to be an entirely independent Jewish state and another portion to be an entirely independent Arab state. But Palestinians actually disagreed with this just because if you knew the history behind it, which I basically like summarized for you guys, is that Palestinians of all religions lived peacefully, so they didn't understand why they needed to split up the land, especially if your ancestors were living on this land for years and years and years that it didn't make any sense for them to leave or to split the land if they were living peacefully on the land altogether and no one was complaining. So we talked about that 
And the UN also mentioned that Jerusalem would be an, ind- an international territory with a special status. So it would n- neither belong to the Jewish state and it, would n- and it also would not belong to the Arab state. It would be an international territory. Please keep that point in mind because later on in the next couple of episodes, this will be an important factor um, because Jerusalem plays a entirely important role in the history between Israel and Palestine. So in the meantime, when all of this is occurring, Zionists actually pressured uh, put pressure in Palestine and they intensified it by unauthorized immigration of refugees and they did unprecedented skills and closely coordinated attacks by Zionist underground forces which is devastating especially because uh, Palestinians actually welcomed the immigrants immigrants as refugees into the land So there was another resolution, Resolution 181, which called for formation of the United Nation Palestinian Commission. And the British later announced that the mandate would be terminated on May 15, 1948. And this is when a civil war actually broke out and Israel declared itself a state. So... I wanted to stop here before I continued with the rest of the history and the factual stuff into the history of actually Zionism. And knowing what Zionism is is extremely important because this is how the Israeli government uses propaganda to make sure that you believe that Zionism is part of the religion of of Judaism, but but <laughs> I was about to start speaking in Arabic. Sorry, but it's actually not because Zionism is actually a Jewish nationalist movement. So it's more of a political ideology than a religious belief or a religious one. And it basically this movement was made to make the goal of creating an independent Jewish state and. It's, like I said, a political ideology. So Zionism actually originated in Europe and it was created by Theodor Herzl and he argued if Jews were forced by external pressure to form a nation that this should be into the nation of Palestine, into the actual state of Palestine. And in 1897, Herzl actually conveyed the first Zionist Congress at Basile, Switzerland. And I am probably butchering the name of the city, but it was in Switzerland. And it was to create a Jewish homeland in Palestine to be secured by public law. And... This is crazy because the statement that was made at this time was how Palestine was a land without a people for a people without a land, which it was 100% not a land without a people because the people that were indigenous to this land are the Palestinians. So prior to World War I, Zionism represented only a minority of Jews, mostly from Russia, but they were led by Austrian and German 
Jews. And like I said, again, it was actually a minority of them. Most Jews do not believe in Zionism at that time. Might I add, I'm not talking about current day. Also, also later on, after Theodore Herzl passed, Two Zionists, Chainman Wiseman, and I'm going to butcher this name as well, and I apologize, and Nahum Sokolo, Sokolo, um, they were the instrumental, they, they were basically the ones that kept on leading the movement and were instrumental in obtaining the Balfour Declaration from Great Britain, which basically is what would aid Great Britain to support the creation of an independent Jewish state. And this was November 2nd of 1917. It was right before Great Britain even had uh, control over Palestine and controlled the region. So there was that. And also, uh, this is when... We get into World War II and Nazi Germany. So there was a large scale of exterminations of European Jews by the Nazis. And this led many Jews to seek refuge in Palestine and the U.S. to embrace Zionism. I wanted to make sure that a lot of you guys also focus on this very important note is how the U.S. embraces Zionism because this also plays a huge part into present day things and events and all of that that have occurred. So that is super important to note and also you have to understand that like I said at the very start, how Palestinian Jews, Muslims, and Christians, and even those were living peacefully on the land. Even one of the first prime ministers of Israel, I'm not trying to like like glorify her in any way because she also did horrific things to Palestinians. She actually had a statement mentioning how that she... Before the creation of Israel, she held a Palestinian po- held a Palestinian passport, and she lived in Palestine along peacefully with Palestinian Muslims, Christians, and Jews, and everyone lived peacefully on that land. But then again, I'm not going to really mention her name just because I don't want to glorify her because she, like I said, did many other awful things. So. There's that. And then, so now, lastly, let's discuss basically how Judaism basically views the creation of a national independent Jewish state. So now, according to many traditional and orthodox teachings, Jews are forbidden by God to have their own state until their Messiah comes. But this hasn't stopped Zionism from pushing towards that very goal. So just keep that information in mind. And actually, now, lastly, I wanted to talk about the formation and small, small, small history of Hamas and actually how Israel 
helped in the creation of Hamas. Okay, so we're going to talk about how Israel was against the creation of the PLO, which is the Palestinian Liberation Organization, which wanted a secular... It was a secular and nationalist organization for the movement of a back to the origin of being just Palestine. And and Israel really, really, really did not like that. So Israel helped Hamas's creation to combat the PLO. So Israel and Hamas served as allies because both of them were not in favor of what the PLO was striving for, which was basically to go back into being the complete state of Palestine. And Hamas wanted it to be governed in a completely different way. And Israel obviously wanted to continue to be an independent state. So what happened is... uh, well, actually, let's backtrack. Hamas is actually a terrorist organization, and it's named as a terrorist organization that not one Palestinian is allies to or agree with any of the actions that Hamas takes. Please, 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 please remember this fact, that there aren't any actual nationalist Palestinians that live in, whether it's in Sheikh Jarrah or in Gaza or on the Gaza Strip that believe in what Hamas is doing as something right or correct or anything. No one is, no one agrees with the different steps and procedures that Hamas takes because like we all know, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Okay, so actually I read a article it was on the wall street post and you could find it by searching the the wall street post and looking for the date of the article which is january 24th of 2009 and basically it was the i think the article's name was how israel helped the creation of hamas so mr cohen who played a role in the israeli government i remember who he is but i'm not gonna say just in case if this is an incorrect fact so i'm just gonna subside that (laughs) anyway so mr cohen mentions how he watched the islamist movement and then again we all know that they use that ideology to create as arabs or as muslims as the enemy and that's another thing that we will be talking about later Anyway, this movement took shape and then Israel for years tolerated and in some cases even encouraged them as a counterweight to the PLO. So they actually kind of really encouraged the creation of of Hamas and then again, like I said, they were allies and were trying to make the creation of the PLO disappear. So I wanted to reiterate what I said earlier, that Hamas is not equivalent to Palestine. Hamas is not equivalent to Palestinians. Hamas is not equivalent to anything associated with the Palestinian citizens that live in the occupied territories of Palestine. So, also, Hamas is not not supported by any Arab country whatsoever. 
But what I want you guys to remember is that Israel has one of the the world's biggest, strongest, and most funded militaries in the world. And also that Israel's IDF, which is the Israeli Defense Force, is everywhere at all times on the occupied on the occupied lands of Palestine. And they also have their police force and that is such like just knowing those facts, they're in such a better position and have so more advantages over the Palestinians in the occupied territory. Because Palestine has no military. They have no police force. They literally have no one to defend them against one of the world's strongest military and nuclear heads in the world. So please, please, please just remember some of these facts. And if I can answer any of your questions, you could always DM me on my Instagram. And my Instagram handle is tab, and it's spelled N-A-G-H-A-M-T-A-B. And I will have my Instagram handle in the bio of the description of this episode, as well as tomorrow there will be part two, which we're going to be talking about Sheikh Jarrah and Al-Aqsa attacks. And then a part three, we're talking about Gaza and then also continuing on with what is happening on the ground today. And if you can, please try to spread more awareness about this cause because it's so important and it's starting to fade away in the media because that is exactly what Israel wanted after the ceasefire, even though they attacked and broke the ceasefire, which we'll be talking about in part three of this series. So I hope you guys actually learned some things. And like I said, if you have any questions, uh, I have different articles on hand. So if you have different questions and I can't personally answer it, I'll give you all the articles that I have on my computer saved just so that I can help and I can try my best. And I try to find the most unbiased articles possible that if you want actual facts coming from the land from on the ground so then again i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope you enjoy this series and i really hope i'm doing this cause justice and if i even said any incorrect information please also let me know so I can fix myself in later episodes and correct myself. Thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a fantastic day, and I will be talking to you guys tomorrow. Again, don't forget to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Remy, and SoundCloud, and please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud if you enjoy this episode or episodes that have previously come out you could always listen to them on those platforms and hopefully on two new platforms coming soon okay i hope you guys enjoyed bye